again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a net. Everybody say a net. The kingdom of heaven is like unto a net that was cast into the sea and gathered of every kind and gathered of every kind which when it was full everybody say full now remember it was full of every kind they drew to shore and sat down oh hallelujah and gathered the good into the vessel but cast the bad away and uh, so shall it be in the end of the world and so forth and so on and I'm not going to take time to explain this scripture and what it means and, 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 and all that about the end time I just want to take some words out of this scripture that's going to work uh, uh, here uh, tonight uh, uh, first of all in verse 47 it talks about the net is cast in the net is cast in the net is cast in before you can catch brethren we've got you've got to cast the net in and when it said that the net was cast in that means they had to put forth effort I'm telling you the evangel now let me say this there's a difference I feel it tonight brother there is a difference between revival and evangelism Revival is simply what we've been having right here. This, this district has got revival. We are having revival. You say, okay, then we're not liking. Oh, yes, there is revival. There is a revival going on. There is tongue talking going on. There's a revival of holiness and the oneness of God, a revival of prayer, a revival of consecration. But that's not evangelism. Let me tell you something. Revival the purpose for revival is that it might turn into evangelism and let me say this like your superintendent said today let me tell you this in case you're wondering this man is with me this man believes what I said today praise God you don't have to sit back and judge it and say wait just a minute uh, evangelism means compromise if that's the truth the book of Acts is a book of compromise let me tell you, because the book of Acts is nothing but evangelism, evangelism, evangelism. The book of Acts is not a book of revival. That was the beginning of the church. That was the beginning of the church. It's called uh, uh, the Acts of the Apostles. It ought to be the Acts of Evangelism. The Acts of the Holy Ghost. The book of Acts was the beginning. The book of Acts was not revival. The book of Acts is a book of evangelism. Glory to God. And don't be afraid of the word growth. I'm going to say something here tonight that, that I don't really want to say. But I'm going to, I, I'm going to say it and I don't really usually say this. God has blessed us in Fresno, California. We own five buildings, five churches, not just buildings. Five separate churches in that city that started with our mother uh, church. We have over a thousand on, on uh, every Sunday. Uh, Easter time, uh, we'll have uh, 3,000. Let me tell you something. We ain't compromising. We're still against television. 
We're against VCR. You understand? We believe in the oneness of God. We believe in separation. I'm not just up here babbling. I'm not just up here talking. I practice what I preach. Oh, yeah. If you come to our church tonight, you may see somebody with a slit in their skirt. Why? Because they're a brand new convert. But they'll get it sewed up. Do you understand? You may see somebody with a mustache, but they won't be singing in the choir and they won't be a nurser. They're a brand new convert. What this district needs uh, is a bunch of women in the churches with some slits, brand new converts. Uh, what this district needs uh, is some men with long hair that need to get a haircut. God, give us revival. Don't be afraid of revival. There's not a compromising bone in me. And I'm going to tell you, there's churches across Pentecost, some are small, some are large, that's having revival and evangelism without compromise. Don't be afraid of it. Glory to God. You may be seated. Hallelujah. It said that the net was cast in and and if we're going to catch a good catch we've got to get the net in we can't stay within our four walls and say lord i, I remember one time i was the uh, when i was the revivalist or i'm not, i mean a, uh, an evangelist back in 1914 or something i don't know what <laughs> way back there I remember hearing a pastor pray one day. We was trying to have revival and evangelism, and he was down this ring in these monitors. He was saying, he was saying, Oh, God sent him in. 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 There was something about that. It didn't rub right with me. Let me tell you something. We ain't got a right to pray God sent him in until we've gone out and knocked doors, passed out handbills. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm telling you what, every church in, in Kansas ought to have an organized and up-to-date a Sunday school. Did you know? And you ought to get you some vans, you ought to get some buses, you ought to start knocking doors. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, you, you're saying something's got to happen in our church. You're saying it's so dull, dead, and boring. I'm going to tell you the best thing that can happen in your church is an old-fashioned spirit of evangelism to hit that church. There ain't nothing like new converts. I said there ain't nothing like new converts. There ain't nothing like a new testimony. There ain't nothing like new blood. There ain't nothing like a new voice. The best thing that can happen to our church is for a spirit of evangelism to be hidden. Around our place, it's evangelism on Sunday morning. It's evangelism Sunday night. And, and, and let me tell you something. But on Wednesday night, that's when the church family, be seated, when the church family gets together, and that's when we take care of business. 
And God knows sometime right in the middle of taking care of business, I mean really telling it like it is and keeping things like it ought to be. Uh, let me tell you, a sinner will get up bowling, squalling, and slinging snot and want to repent because the spirit of evangelism's there. Let me tell you something. Don't be afraid to preach the Word of God and the will of God with all wisdom. Just find the mind of God and do it. What I'm talking about, what I'm talking about, along with that, has got to be the spirit of evangelism. Let me tell you something. A sinner can tell when a, when a man of God is really cleaning the church out uh, and he's not just slashing and banging and booming and hard and harsh and, and whatever, but when he does it in love and with the spirit of evangelism, saying, we're not going to have this and we're not going to have that and we're going to get rid of this and we're going to get rid of that, but he's doing it with the spirit of evangelism. That sinner will say, that's what I want. I'm telling you, it works, it works, it works, it works. Glory to God. And it said, this word net here, it said this, a large dragnet. A large dragnet. Notice, first of all, if we're going to have evangelism, we got to get a net. And next, we got to cast the net in. You understand? That means put forth effort. There's not going to be evangelism without effort being put forth. I'm telling you, when you go back, you can get all excited in this camp meeting and say, oh, bless God. But when you go back, I promise you nothing but blood, sweat, and tears. But brother, when they start praying through and you baptize them in Jesus, oh, it's going to be worth all the blood, sweat, and tears. Glory to God. And you notice, yeah, the meaning of this word net means a large drag net. Now don't go get you one of these little old bitty trout nets that you're going to stand out there. Hey, get a drag net. A big net. A big net. In fact, you men right here, right here, everybody on this pew, come up here, quickly. Hey, you, you ain't going to have revival sitting there like that. You, 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 come on, come on, y'all got to get to moving. The, now, the spirit of pastors coming up on me, but it's hard when you're dealing with preachers. Get right over here and line up. Glory to God. Come on. Get to, let me tell you something. We got a net, and these men are going to drag this net. You understand? You got a net. Get that net in your hand. Y'all can't just stand there. Get that net. All right now. All right now. We, we're going to cast it in. Cast it in and drag it out here. Come on, let's go. Drag that thing out here. What are y'all doing? Hey, ignoramus, get back over here. Hey, get down here. Get a hold of that net. You know what they're doing? They're dragging this river. I'm telling you, it's full of fish. Pull it up. Get a circle around here. Look in there. Come on, there's all kinds. You can tell these guys ain't been fishing. Look in there. Come up here. Get in there. Hey, you come here, buddy. These are some big fish. We caught a whale. We caught a whale. We got a whale. Look what we got. Look what we got. Yeah. 
Oh, look what we got. We dropped the river. We got them. We got them. We got at least two. I'm telling you, it'll work in your city. Come on. Come on. They'd have never caught that, that slimy slick in that whale there if we hadn't have got that net out there. But I can tell you boys a little rusty. Sit down. That's right. Hey, get a large net. Now, I'm going to tell you what. I'm not going to look at the clock tonight. I haven't been long-winded. I ain't worried about it. But let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. You preachers, I'm preaching to you. I'm going to preach to them, okay? And I know some of them are thinking, he shouldn't do that in front of saints. Great peace of they that love that law. And nothing shall offend them. That includes preachers. Praise God. I'm going to tell you, I ain't no kid no more. I'm 60-something years old. i got to say what I've got to say because I'm telling you, I see the end of the trail from here and i got to hurry up and say it. And that's this. You go home and, and you'll think, well, you know what? I can't get nobody to drive the van. Bless God. I'm telling you what. I've pastored and drove buses. You understand that? I'm telling you what, Johnny Godair, I'll guarantee you, Johnny Godair is the largest church he's got, has taught a Bible study this week. He teaches a Bible study all the time. That's a good net. And you go, and everybody in your church ain't going to get this spirit. But don't stand up there and beat everybody to death over two or three people that won't cooperate. If you can only find one person that's got the spirit of evangelism, you take that person and set that church on fire. Set that church on fire. Hallelujah. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm, you can be seated. Uh, you find fault with this kind of preaching. And you sit around and scratch your head and try to figure all this out and say, well, I don't know. Your church is going to dry up, be plucked up, and blow away. You might as well go home and resign because it's going to get worse around your place instead of better. But if you'll catch a hold of this spirit, get a hold of this spirit, get a hold of this spirit, and take this spirit home, I'm telling you, good things are going to happen. Too many times we preachers get our mind on those, on those that won't. And I'm going to tell you, the majority, a lot of times, won't do it. You just take those that will. But this spirit of us four and no more, God don't like that spirit. You know? Well, ask God, I've got a little church, but it's really clean. Well, why don't you get a big church and keep it clean? You say, but when you got a bunch of people, you can't keep it clean. I dare to differ with you. 
Bless God. Hallelujah. But we're talking about the net. And, and you know what? The Bible says you, you bring in every kind. You gather in every kind. Oh, yeah. In the book of Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 9, it says, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators. Boy, you talk about all kind. Look here. Fornicators. We need more fornicators. I better qualify that on the tape. Oh, yeah, I'll qualify it. Just don't shut the tape off yet. Don't get on your email and send this off yet. Let me finish this. It says, uh, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, or idol worshipers, nor adulterers, nor effeminate. God saves homosexuals. God can save a homosexual. The Bible said here, the effeminate nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of the Lord or the kingdom of God. And that's, boy, that's, that's a list there. But you know what the rest of it says? And such were some of you. Some of you used to be fornicators. Let me tell you, some of you that's out there used to be fornicators, used to be effeminate, used to be abusers of yourself with mankind. Some of you used to be adulterers and idol worshippers and card players and dope takers and, and dope smokers and drunkards and thieves and robbers and jailbirds. But now, but now that you've got this Pentecostal experience, you may be seated. But now that you've got this Pentecostal experience, you go around with your nose in the air. Look at that fornicator. Look at that long-haired man. Look at that drunkard. We don't want that in our church. Such were some of you. That's what you used to be. And the reason that you're saved and in the church tonight is because somebody got a hook in your jaw. Because somebody cast in the net. Somebody pulled you in from the field of sin. And such were some of you. And you say, what can I do to repay him? And you, we want to come to the altar and weep and cry and worship and, and, and that's all right. The best thing you can do to repay Calvary is to go win somebody. Go win somebody. I tell you what, I got a different attitude than I used to have years ago. I see somebody that's a drunkard sit down and a doper and a, and a whoremonger or whatever they might be, and I look at them and I say, that's a man or that's a woman that Jesus died for. And you can never talk to the wrong person about God. And such were some of you. But it says, but you're washed, but you're sanctified, but you're justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Notice that you're washed. First you cast out the net and you pull them in. And then you, they get washed. And let me tell you something. It ain't your business, saints, to wash them. 
It ain't your business, saints, to clean them. And I'm fixing to say something. I'm fixing to say something. And if you disagree with me, you need to change your philosophy because it's wrong. And you know what that is? Not one saint ought to say, you've got to get rid of them pants. You can't come to our church with those rings on. Just get them to church. Get them in the presence of God and let the preacher and Jesus take care of them. And the reason some churches are not growing is because you're not using wisdom. Hey, meekness is not compromise. Wisdom is not compromise. You may differ with me. Somebody come into our altar. There may be a woman come in and repent and have on pants. Well, you, you, you tell her she's got to get rid of them. No, I take her when I know she's repented. Right then, pants and all. Baptize them in Jesus' name. You say, no, Brother Morton, that's con No, it's not compromise. Now, there's some cases I, I back up and say, wait, now just a minute here. You understand? I've got to qualify that. You know, but somebody's got jewelry on, I just baptize them. They'll get rid of it. But sometimes there's circumstances and you say, well, look, I'll baptize you, but. Does that make sense? But there is old-fashioned repentance. And repentance means there's some things that's got to get rid of. But let me tell you something. It's not our business and place to wash them the first night. they got to grow in the grace and knowledge of God. Let the pastor take care of it. You just get them there. Just get them there. Oh, let's raise our hands and worship God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Remember, I'm not going to take time to read it, but remember the 10th chapter of the book of Acts where the apostle Peter, he went up on the housetop. Uh, you know, there was a deck up there. He didn't just crawl up on top of the house. That was the way they had it in those days. And he was hungry, and they were preparing a meal, and he fell asleep, and he had a vision. And God, and the Bible said there was a big net come down. And in his vision, he looked in that net, and there was all kinds. All kinds. Let me tell you something. With God, hear me now, a soul has no color. Brother... If you got a church where you don't want no blacks, send them to Fresno. I'll take all the blacks you got. I'll take all the brown you got. I'll take all the white you got. I'll take all the drunkards you got. I'll take all the dirty kids you got. With, with God, a soul does not have a color. A soul is a soul. You know what God was doing? God was putting the spirit of evangelism on the apostle Peter just like he's doing here. And, and, and I, if I remember right, that net had to come down again. God really had to talk to him. I'm going to tell you, God has already talked to this camp twice today. And this is it, brother. Glory to God. I'd rather go home and try and fail than to go home and not try. 
But I'm going to tell you, if you seek God sincerely, you won't fail. God will direct your path. God wants us to be inspired about casting in the net and gathering in. That's right. Now, if I was preaching some things here tonight, some of you'd just be licking it. Boy, I, I like that. But this is what God has ordered for tonight. I couldn't preach anything else in this place tonight if I wanted to. This is all I can feel. And I sure ain't apologizing. But, but, but casting in the net and gathering in. Hey, when I think about now, I'm thinking about where I pastor. You think about where you're pastoring. When I think about where I'm pastoring, and I think about people, new people, brand new people, repenting, being baptized, getting the Holy Ghost, going to the new converts class. Oh, hallelujah. I get excited. Glory. With sister so-and-so over there, she just got the Holy Ghost last night. Uh, hey, take this mic out there. I want her to testify. Oh, I remember there was one guy. He just got the Holy Ghost, didn't know anything about God or church. Uh, and, and he walked in the back door, and the fellow leading the service said, Hey, he just got the Holy Ghost last night. said, Testify. He didn't know what to say. The guy didn't. He didn't know what testify meant. He just hollered, Hot dog. <laughs> I don't. That's the way he felt about it. You say, oh, oh, that's no. Give me a hundred more hot dogs. <laughs> hot dogs. Hot dogs. Hey, this will revive your church. This will set your church on fire. This will get rid of some of that old dead wood. Hey, you say, I tell you what, I got some people in my church, they got bad attitude. I'm going to tell you what I'd do. I'd pray through some folks that have a good attitude. I'd pray people through till I outnumbered them rebels. I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to spend all my time fighting a bunch of rebels. The spirit of rebel fighting will get them. And all you'll do is just fight and fight. And that's why you lose some folks to your neighboring church. They get tired of that just fussing and cussing and fighting and condemning. Go home and preach soul winning. Go home and preach soul winning. Go home and preach soul winning. And you say, but boy, we, we got a need, Brother Morton. We need a new building. What do you need a new building for if you ain't got nobody to put in it? People get it in their mind. If I had a new location, I know a situation. A good man. I'm talking about a good, 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 good man. He was in a certain area of a town, and he couldn't wait to get out of that area. He sold out. He moved out to another part. I'm telling you, I knew before God it was a mistake. And that's been several years, and it was a mistake. I know two churches that done that. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Have revival right where you're at. You say, but wait, we need money. Let me tell you, revival means people, and people mean money. Men mean money. That'll take care of your missions giving. That's right. That'll take care of home missions, foreign missions. That'll take care of the preacher. That'll take care of the church bills. I'm telling you, people take care of everything. 
Glory to God. This word casting, it means to arise, to throw, to thrust. It means to put forth effort. It means to get intent. It means to stretch forth. It means to reach forth. It means to spread a net. We're talking about casting. You can't just sit down there and say, fishy, fishy in the brook. Fishy, fishy in the brook. Fishy, fishy in the brook. Oh, God, send them in. God, send them in. Church, what we need is some sinners. Oh, God. Let's pray God will send us some sinners. Hey, God blesses effort. Glory to God. Fishy, fishy in the brook. Saint caught it with a hook. Uh, Somebody fried it in a pan and, and and whatever. I don't know. I thought it was going to sound good, but it didn't. But I, you know what? I'd rather try and fail than just sit there saying fishy, fishy in the brook. At least you'll remember I tried to do something. Oh, hallelujah! The word uh, gather... Uh, The word gather means to take in, to assemble. Uh, It means to bring to completeness, to fetch, uh, to hold fast, to bring together. It means an increase. It means a harvest. Glory to God. Luke 19 and 10 said, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Let me tell you something. The Son of Man, Jesus Christ, is not in our cities tonight. No. We are his feet. We are his hands. We are his mouthpiece. We are his witness. Let me tell you, for you pastor in Ohio, is it Kentucky or Ohio? Kentucky, Ohio, that's right. Uh, Anyway, Ohio, Ohio. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You know why I say Kentucky? Because he's always talking about the Kentuckians and I get him mixed up. Well, anyway, let me tell you something. He sent you there to pastor that church. He's not going to come there and preach on Sunday and Wednesdays. He's not going to have visitation. He sent you there. We are God's organization. We are God's mouthpiece. God's depending on us. If the church, if, if our church fails in our city, then God's failed. All he's got to depend on is us. Glory to God. Jesus loved the lost. The Bible says that while we were yet sinners, he saved us. We were sinners. We were sinners. He came to seek and to save the lost, to search for the lost. He's looking here and there and everywhere for the lost, for the rich, the poor, the down and the out. Uh, He gathers in every kind. I like to think in the city that I'm pastoring that somewhere tonight at Jim's place. Jim's place is a people that uh, is a bar, and we win people out of Jim's place sometimes. I got people in my church that used to sing at Jim's place. Now they sing at Joel's place, and they're still drinking, and they're still drunks, except they're drinking the Holy Ghost. And they're singing a new song. I like to believe there's somebody at Jim's place tonight that's going to get the Holy Ghost in the church that I pastor. I have faith. I have faith. I have faith. There's somebody tonight in my city putting a needle in their arm. But in a few days, they're going to have a Bible in their arm. <laughs> you got to envision it. You got you to believe it. 
You got, come on, preachers, have faith. God, put faith on these preachers, Lord. Put faith on these preachers. Put faith on these preachers. Glory to God. You may be seated. Hallelujah. You know what? The Bible said he came to seek and save that which was lost. That means that we got to put forth effort. Seeking means we got to put forth effort. In Luke chapter 15, you got the lost sheep, the lost coin, the lost son. What's he teaching there? Reach the lost, reach the lost, reach the lost, reach the lost. Adam and Eve in the garden lost. He came to them seeking Adam. Where art thou? Way back in the... That same God is here tonight. Not the second or the third person in the Trinity. The Lord God of the Garden of Eden is walking the streets of your city tonight saying, Sinner, where art thou? Sinner, where art thou? But he can only reach that city as we commit ourselves to God and to evangelism and to winning the lost. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know what the Bible said? It says go out. But it didn't stop there. It says go out quickly. I'm, I, I got the Bible behind me tonight. You understand that? The Bible says go out. That, that scripture's not in the Bible just to fill up space. It says go out quickly. Preachers go home and do it quickly. If three people show up to visitation... Take those three and don't gripe or cuss or fuss at the others. Just do it. Use what you got. What did Samson do when that, those Philistines came upon him and he fell down on the ground? Uh, he could have jumped up and said, I ain't got nothing. But that was the jawbone of an ass, the Bible says. And he picked it up, brother. He, that's all he had. He didn't find a rock. He didn't find a spear. He didn't find a sword. He didn't find a club. He just found an old dried out jawbone of a donkey. And brother, he went to pile them up like cordwood. I'm telling you what, you may have just an old jawbone of a donkey in your church, but get that jackass and use them for Jesus. That's just the way I feel about it tonight. I want you to remember what I'm saying. Glory to God. Yeah, you know, I want you to remember what I'm saying here tonight. That's right. You can say, oh, my, 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 that's where I'm dropping off. Just drop off. I'm going to go and have revival without you. I don't need you in your spirit. Let me tell you, sit down. I'm going to give you preachers a, a text to preach. Uh, I'm going to tell you, when y'all have had enough, just go on. I'm going to preach, if I've got to preach to the ceiling tonight. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you. There's a scripture in the Bible, in the book of Job. Brother, I tell you one, God laid this on me. Ooh, I was steaming. I was steaming. But I have good spirit. <laughs> and there's a, there's a scripture in the book of Job that said, uh, it said, uh, uh, it said, uh, it said, it uh, said, uh, the oxen were plowing and, it's, and it said and the asses were feeding 
I'm going to tell you, every church is full of ox and asses. Either you're pulling the plow and you're pulling the load or you're just out there grazing around. You just come to worship a little bit. Enjoy the blessing of the Lord. Put your little money in the offering. Become an ox. Become an ox. You've been a donkey long enough. Become an ox. Become a soul winner. Oh, worship God. Glory to God. Glory to God. He said, go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city. Bring in. Bring in. That's effort. Bring them in. It didn't say bring them in. It said bring them in. But once you've been out there and knocked doors, then you've got a right to pray. God did them. I, they wouldn't come with me. But God, you can convict them. Bring them in means effort. Get a van. Get a bus. Get somebody. Get something. Use your cars. Just make sure you got insurance on your car. If you don't, somebody else, you'll have a wreck. Somebody get killed, church will get sued. Get insurance on your car. We got to be fervent in business too. That's right. Every pastor ought to go home and take up an offering. And say we're taking up an offering for evangelism. What do you do with an offering? Well, you might need to buy a van. You might need to buy a bus. You might need to buy 500 hot dogs. I'm telling you, there's times when we make a deal with the, the, the Wiener Snitchel. Y'all, I got that out here. The Wiener Snitchel. They give us a real deal, boy. I think it's about 30 cents a hot dog. Yeah, you, you, you say, well, we can make them cheaper. Now, no, you can't. You work your ladies to death and you only got a few. They need to be out there so when you make a deal, buy some hot dogs and pass out. Huh? You say, but no, I'm telling you, it works. <laughs> Nothing else. You've got to be full. It said, it said, do what? Bring in the poor, the main, the halt, and the blind. If I had time, I'd teach on the poor tonight. There's a revelation. Hear me? There is a revelation of revival and evangelism among the poor. We're always looking for the upper crust. And the only things holding them together is their dough. And, but, but, but I'm telling you, there is... Go after anybody and everybody. All I know is the city where I pastor that I get more poor folks than I do rich folks. But I'm telling you, some of them poor folks that I got and got them off of welfare and, and got them into jobs. Brother, God's blessed them. They're driving new cars, new pickups, got good jobs, paying their tithes and offering, knocking doors. It works. Let me tell you something. You know, I'm making this all sound pretty, I guess. But let me tell you something. It ain't as pretty as it sounds. You're going to go home. Things are going to happen. The devil's going to fight you. But be not weary in well-doing. For in due season you shall reap if you faint not. You say, Brother Morton, I tell you what, for six months we've been knocking doors. We've been doing our best. Well, why don't you just quit then? No, you just stay at it. I promise you there's going to be a day when you're going to see the light at the end of the time. Something is going to happen. Something.
working in your city. God's working in your city. You know what? God is excited about this camp meeting because he sees the spirit of evangelism getting up on his people. He said they're going to go home and they're going to have evangelism. Oh, let's raise our hands and worship. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. Let me tell you something. There's a difference, brethren, in a vision and a burden. You know, everybody can have a vision. What did you say? The young men have visions, the old men will dream dreams. Anybody can have a vision. Anybody can have a dream. There's, a, there's some of us old men dreaming we wish we were what we used to be. And some of you young men are sitting on your cedar ends with a vision but no burden. Let me tell you something. You can have a dream. You can have a vision. You can have a goal. But it's never going to be brought to pass it's never going to be reached without a burden I'd rather have a person with a burden because a person with a burden is going to have a dream and they're going to have a vision I'm saying tonight we are not to be passing in our cities just because we got a good income or just because we've been there a long time or just because your wife don't want to go someplace else or just because uh, the preacher's stuck in the mud. We need to be there with a vision. We need to be there with a purpose. We need to be there with a burden. We need to be there with, oh yes, God give us a burden. 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 I tell you what, a man with a vision and a burden, he won't sit around trying to figure out why it don't work. Brother, a man with a vision and a burden, he's going to seek it out. Hey, you may disagree with this, but you know, anyway, go somewhere. I, I'm talking to some church where they got vision and outreach. Man, there's hundreds of churches here in this wherever we're at in the United States. Find out. You, you can look at somebody and say, well, they don't believe it just like I do. I'm not talking about believe it just like I do. I'm talking about their mechanism, their organization of outreach. Does that make sense? Glory to God. But I will tell you this. We don't need John Maxwell to come and tell us how to do it in our pulpits. Not in our pulpits. No way. Well, let's don't get off on that. Let's stay on this. Uh, that'll get me fired up. That'll get me fired up. Glory to God. You know what I'm doing? I'm having mercy on you right now. I'm cutting these notes down. I jotted all this stuff down. Glory to God. You know where I want to go? Let me tell you something. Spirits are catching. You can catch the monks. You can catch the chicken pox. 
when I was a boy in West Texas. Now these boys, may re these two West Texas boys, they may remember, may not, but probably not. But when I was born in West Texas, we didn't have no running water. We didn't have no electricity. We had an outhouse, and that's it. That's it. That's it. Beans and cornbread and taters and biscuits and gravy and pork chop. Man, we used to kill them all. Oh, man. Oh, brother. And let me tell you, and, but my mama used to say we'd go to somebody's house and we had to drink out of a dipper and mama would always say you know mama would always say drink back there by the handle you turned it around because she thought everybody just dipped it out and drank out here and I don't want my little boy catching anything so drink turn it around and drink back here that's where everybody else was drinking you know but, but every once in a while you'd catch something. You'd catch the chicken fox or the mumps or, or something or something or something. I'm telling you, the spirit of evangelism is catching. Now let me tell you, an old bad spirit in a church is, is catching. You know what? There's some folks, I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't like, and I'll tell you what, I don't like what you don't like. Right, right. But that spirit can be catching. It'll rub off on somebody. And finally you got two or three people. I don't like this. I don't like that. We need to talk to the pastor. Let's get to talking about soul winning. That's catching too. Do you know what I done the other day? I was out knocking on doors. And I talked to this woman. Have a testimony service. And tell folks, I, don't, I only want you to testify about soul winning. That's catching in your church. Take prayer requests and say, I don't want any prayer request except you got one for a sinner or a soul or a backslider. This is catching. Oh, let's raise our hands and worship God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I'm going to tell you something. He said, go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be full. That my house may be full. I'm going to tell you something. Kansas. Now I'm going to give you some relief. Would the musicians come? You're saying, what does that mean? It don't mean nothing. It's like a preacher looking at his watch. That don't mean nothing. But, that'll get, but let me tell you something. In the book... Of John, the 21st chapter. Uh, uh, it says, Death of men. The only people in Pentecost that really believe that, I'll make you, that have become fishers of men, is these young ladies that's looking for a husband. Well, anyway, said, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And I'm going to tell you, we need some men in Pentecost. Don't you girls marry these limp-wrists, sissified boys? All right. Simon, Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. So they went fishing. And the Bible said, they caught nothing. Nothing. You know what nothing is? Nothing's nothing. That's zero. That's discouraging. 
That's despondent. That's, that's bad. They caught nothing. Now I'll tell you one thing, Brother Elder don't have no stories like that. He's caught, he shot the biggest pheasants. He's caught the biggest fish. He's killed the biggest bear or deer. There's only one brother elder. That goes five dollars. You got to know what that means. But let me tell you something. They caught nothing. Brother Elder, is it discouraging to catch nothing? Because you don't know what that means. You always catch something. Where's your son-in-law at? Where you at? He knows what it is to shoot nothing, catch nothing. Just stand there and watch his father-in-law catch them all and shoot them all. I'm telling you, Sister Elder is going to have a special place in heaven for living with that thing. But I'll tell you what, when the net caught him, it caught a good one, boy, and a big one. I'm going to tell you, you never know what's in that net. You never know what's behind that door. You never know what's behind that false faith. caught nothing and so and so what does it say I gotta skip on it Jesus said unto them here he come Jesus stood on the shore he said to them children have you have you got any meat they said no they ain't caught nothing he said unto them I like this he said cast the net everybody say the net he said cast the net on the right side of the ship and you shall find let me tell you something they caught they, what's that song? They fished all night, but caught no fishes. Fished all night, but caught no fishes. You and I ought to make a record. She said, yeah, right. Fished all night and caught no fishes. You know what? But here comes Jesus. I'm going to tell you something. If you put forth effort, he may let you go for a while. But there'll be a day he said, uh-uh, no. He's going to come walking by. <laughs> he said, if you got anything, you say, no, Lord, we've been knocking doors. We bought this bus. We're doing our best. We ain't doing nothing. He's, he's going to inspire you in the Holy Ghost. He's going to inspire you in the Spirit. And he's going he's to tell you where they're at. God, let's stand to our feet right now and worship God. Oh, let's worship God. Let's worship God. As we're worshiping God, I want all the preachers to come and stand across the front here. All the preachers, all the preachers off the platform from the audience, come and stand in the front here. We're not through yet. Let me say this. Then what happened? They noticed this. It said this. He said, cast your net over on the right side and you'll find Bible said they cast therefore they obeyed the spirit and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes 
The Bible said they fished all night and they caught no fishes. Jesus saw them in their labor. He saw them in their toil. I'm here to tell you, saints, God sees you in your toil. Preachers, God sees you in your toil. He said, cast it on the other side. They did. They caught so many fish. The Bible said this. They drew for the multitude of fishes. What was it? The Bible said 150. And, 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 and the Bible said, dragging the net. Here they come. Some other disciples help. Dragging the net with the fishes. Jesus said unto them, bring the fish which you have now caught. Simon Peter went up and drew the net. And the Bible said, uh, to land. And it was full of great fishes. A hundred and fifty and three. And the Bible said the net broke. We got to get a bigger net. We got to get a bigger bus. We got to get a bigger building. We got to do something. I'm telling you, it works. Jesus knows. Get to praying and fasting and seeking after God. The Spirit's going to help you. You may go through a dry spell. You may go through a season. Folks may get inspired for a while. It'll wind off and wean off. But I'm going to tell you something, preacher. Uh, uh, you are you are the key to success. I'm telling you, for 29 years and almost 30, I've been in Fresno preaching revival, evangelism, soul winning. That one got the Holy Ghost. Let's do it. Did you hear what happened on so-and-so's bus route uh, the other day? And you talk about it. Oh, all the time you find something to talk about if you can't find nothing then then you, you find something in the bible and you talk about it and then you get another testimony you got to talk it you got to sleep it you got to eat it you got to preach it you got to teach it you got to talk it you got to teach let's worship god hallelujah oh let's worship god let's worship god glory to god and you know what the Bible said in the fourth chapter of the book of Matthew? It said this. It said that James and John and their father, James, John, their father, were mending their nets. Preachers, what we need to go on. You know why they were mending their nets? They had a hole in them. Somewhere in our churches sometimes we find a hole. In fact, I just found one. The Sunday school that we've got. I just left orders before I left home and they're working on it right now. Our Sunday school has sort of went down. Uh, our, the quality of our teaching and stuff. We've been busy doing other things. Ah, we're not going to do this. We're going we're to have some teachers training. We're going we're to perk it back up. It's going to be like it, it used to be. That's a hole that we're getting away. We need to go home and whatever the problem is, we need to mend the nets because we're going to cast in the net. We're going to drag the net. We're going to have revival. Are you excited about revival? Are you excited about revival? I tell you what I want tonight. I tell you we're going to worship God as we worship God. I want the saints to come and gather around behind these preachers. And we're going to pray for these preachers tonight. That the spirit, come on right now. That the spirit of evangelism will come upon your preacher. And for the preachers that's not here in this camp. We're going to pray that the spirit will go home. In fact, Brother Dudley, maybe not because I preached it. Maybe you ought to get this tape and send it to every preacher in Kansas so they'll know the spirit of the camp meeting. Glory to 
these preachers, they want the spirit of evangelism. They want revival. They want souls. Glory to God. Let's raise our hands and pray for our preachers right now. Let's pray. Everybody pray. Come on, saints. Pray, 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 pray. Come on, preachers. Dear God, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God, let the spirit of evangelism come. God, let the spirit of evangelism come. God, let the spirit of evangelism come. My God, let it come upon these preachers. Let it come upon these teachers. Let it come upon these men of God. Let the spirit of evangelism come. My God, revival and evangelism in Kansas. Revival and evangelism in Kansas. Revival and evangelism. Revival. Come on, saints. Pray, 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 pray for the spirit of evangelism. God, let it come upon the evangelists. Let it come upon the pastors. Let it come upon the saints. Let it come upon the preachers. Evangelism, 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 evangelism. 